0: on hogline nation welcome back to the hogline podcast i am your host mitchell manis alongside co-host jack and today we have a great episode for you today we have mock draft nfl mock drafts part two uh picks 11 through 21 so as we said earlier when we first did this last month oh sorry
1: ryan's here too Hi.
2: Welcome, Ryan.
1: Thank you for the introduction.
2: You didn't even introduce yeah. me. You didn't even mention me.
1: I <laughs> mentioned you.
2: No, maybe you did.
0: Yeah, you'll have to listen to it when it comes out. You'll see. I I okay. said your name. Okay. Uh, but anyway, sorry for that sloppy guest introduction. Ryan's here. He's gonna be part of our mock draft series. As so he's here for the all three parts. Um, but as we said last month, we will uh we did one through ten. About a month ago in February, we're doing 11 through 21 now in March, and then probably about a week or two before the actual draft in April, we will be doing uh, the rest of the first round. Uh, So today, we're just continuing with the same order that we went with last time. I picked first for the Jags, and then Jack went for the Jets, Ryan went for the Dolphins, and then we just rotated from there. Um, So we're continuing in that order. Um, which means it'll start with Jack this time, and then Ryan, and then me, um, and we'll go with that. Also, uh, let me—I'll recap what we have so far. So, if anyone listening did not uh, tune into the first one, I'll give you a short recap here. The uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars were first selected Trevor Lawrence, uh, Jets Henai Suel. We had a hard time pronouncing his name earlier Ooh. in the first one. Sewell, thank you. Uh, The Dolphins went with Zach Wilson, Falcons, Justin Fields, Bengals, Micah Parsons, Eagles, Jamar Chase, Lions, Gregory Rousseau, Panthers, Trey Lance, Broncos, Patrick Sertain, and the uh, Cowboys, Rashawn Slater. So today we'll be doing the Giants, 49ers, Chargers, Vikings, Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, Dolphins, football team, Bears, and Colts. And uh, we'll be rotating as we go along. Um, as Ryan said in our group chat earlier today, I think this might be the hardest group to predict because we are in a weird time right now with free agency. We are right in the middle of it. Some teams have made a, a lot of moves. Some teams not so many. Still, some big names out there. So we're kind of in a weird space. Whereas for next in next month episode, we will know where all the free agents are. Um, so that that was a good point. I kind of I was kind of uh, also um you know considering that weighing where, where teams might go because we still have Kenny Galladay out there uh Juju Smith-Schuster uh Chris Carson so a lot of a lot of big names still still not signed correct um anything else you guys want to add before we get into
2: it uh no I'd love to I'm talk about to get the started. New, York, New York Giants
0: and also, if, if anyone's listening, I, I and I don't sound as pristine as I normally do, because I've had some severe com- computer issues. So severe, I got I got on this I got on the Zoom call twenty minutes late. So I'm throwing it back to the old line days where we would use our Apple headphones. So I that's um, if I sound different. That is why.
2: Yeah, everyone's probably pissed.
0: Everyone's pissed <laughs> and like very confused. So um, just just for clarification
2: purposes, anyway. You guys hear banging right now from me? Banging? No. Yeah. No. Because Tim's hanging up some some uh things downstairs. Nope. And it's just loud.
1: What's he hanging up?
2: Just some pictures in our mm-hmm. living room. But That's he's cute. banging the wall.
0: Uh sorry, Jack. Before you get into um the uh the the giant's pick here, just want to reiterate as well. This is what if again, this is for people that weren't listening to the first one, this is what we would do, not what we think is going to happen.
2: So we, distinction. Are,
0: we are acting as the GM. Um, so again, this is what we would do if we were the team, not what we think will happen.
1: Because no I don't,
0: allowed. no trades allowed. That that is that is true as well. Because I, I don't know if I would have. Um, I don't think the Falcons are going to take Justin Fields, but that's who I picked. Okay, because that's what I would have done, but I don't think it's actually going to happen in real life. Right. Um, yes. Okay. All right. Go ahead.
2: So I'm Dave Gettleman. Hello, Dave. (laughs) We can't do this ball play.
0: that yeah. (laughs) Um.
2: All right. So we're already past the Broncos, so that's fine. (laughs) True. (laughs) So the Giants, um, they're not very good uh I their defense looking just straight up yardage last year they're in the they're above average against the rush and the pass um they just in my opinion overpaid for Leonard Williams he got 21 million a year um they got other guys on the d-line and notables in the secondary like uh What was his name? James Bradbury. 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 Um, So I thought maybe defense wasn't a concern for them at the moment. I decided to go with offensive line. Um, PFF ranked the Giants offensive line 31 out of 32 last year. Um, From that article, I saw Andrew Thomas allowed 57 pressures at left tackle last season, which is 14 more than any other left tackle. Also, the only uh, left tackle to be charged with 10 sacks. So statistically, not a great year from it. Andrew Thomas last year. Um, not saying they should give up on him, although I am drafting a left tackle. Possibly move this guy somewhere else in the line or shuffle some things around, but um, I'm going with Christian Derisaw Dar- from Virginia Tech. Um I don't really – I mean, it's – I don't have much to say about offensive linemen. Like, I'm not an expert on offensive lineman, but uh, he just seems good. <laughs> and, I mean, any highly talented offensive line prospect is probably going to help. Um,
0: yeah, I did a little bit of research on him as well because I was considering him for uh, my pick coming up. Uh, yeah. He started every single game in 2019 and 2020. Uh, he was first team All ACC uh, this past year in 2020, um, widely considered like a top three, if bare minimum top five uh, tackle off the board. Um, so that's a, that's a solid pick.
1: Yeah, I mean it's no surprise that the Giants' O line is is pretty bad. Um, now that they have Saquon back, they're giving Saquon some help. They're giving Daniel Jones some help. Uh, it seems like they still believe in him, so they're going to give him another shot. Now I'll have a little more protection. Let's see what we can do. I think they – have they signed any wide receivers yet?
2: No. Yeah, if I were – I mean, John Ross. They did sign John Ross, yeah. I mean, I'd really try to make a run at uh, Galladay. I mean, even Juju, he's still available at this point. Um, Yeah, I mean, to Daniel Jones – I mean, honestly, if I were the GM, I'd draft a quarterback here, but they're not going to. But you are yeah. the GM. You could yeah, have picked a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's just too radical. That's not going to happen. But, you but no, O-line always a
0: smart pick because if right. it's not yes. Jones, then it'll be good for the next guy, whoever they bring in there.
2: Yeah, and oh, if it uh, is theoretically, Jones, well, it will be Jones. And just he has a pretty bad fumbling problem. And uh, O-line will hopefully help that. I don't know.
1: There you go. It will. It will. So, yep. yeah. And yet yeah. another pick goes by where... It is not Kyle Pitts. So he continues to fall in this draft. Probably the biggest faller so far.
2: True. He could, Uh, uh, well, no. Are they bringing back Evan Ingram? Yes.
1: So uh, that was going to be my next point going into my pick. Uh, I was just going to say that I'm surprised you didn't take Kyle Pitts there because they clearly need offensive weapons. Um, I also could have seen you draft a wide receiver. Uh, Offensive line is good, but I was a little surprised that you didn't go with a, you know, a weapon for Daniel Jones there uh, moving on to the 12th pick. It is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so far in free agency, the only real big move they made was uh re-signing one of their top cornerbacks, Jason Verrett. Um, they're losing Richard Sherman, but they're locking up Verrett for one year. So cornerback was expected to be a big need for them. Um, instead now, I mean, I wouldn't say they're super strong in it, but it, it they don't need to draft one here at pick 12 anymore. Um, they actually, I mean, they don't have a bad team. Quarterback is obviously up in the air. Jimmy G, people have mixed feelings. Most people don't think he's very good. Um, they have a good O-line. Their running game is always impressive. Uh, their cornerbacks now are solid. They have a lot of weapons. And I, I'm not going to take, mac jones here because and i'm sure we'll talk about mac jones later in this podcast but i just don't think he will be that much of an improvement um than than jimmy g is right now especially since i feel like they have a lot of weapons both on offense and defense to be able to compete and i don't think mac jones is ready going to be ready to compete in the first couple of years so instead i'm going to take my guy kyle pitts and I know this is probably surprising. I mean, they have George Kittle, but like th- this is the best guy left. He's fallen far enough. You can do uh, twelve personnel now with George Kittle, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts can learn from George Kittle. George Kittle's what twenty-eight years old. He's getting up there. So really, and the tight ends can really fall off a cliff whenever. There's there's not really a set age when they start to deteriorate. Um, so you never know when it's going to happen with George Kittle so injury injury
0: concerns too
1: yeah exactly yep so i mean now they're going to have an offensive powerhouse assuming that jimmy g can actually perform all he has to do is be a game manager and their offense will be stellar so um that's my pick there i think in reality in that situation i would probably trade down and entice people with kyle pitts and then ultimately try to get um maybe like a, a pass rusher or something like that but Given that we can't do that, I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts, who is a generational talent at tight end. Um, Probably the highest tight end prospect in the last 10 years. What do you guys think? That's
0: that's fair to say. Um, Yeah. Yeah, certainly a steal at this point in the draft. Uh, Yeah, he's, he's the best player available, I think, by far at this point. Super athletic. Um, had 43 catches, 770 yards, 12 touchdowns, and only eight games this year. So he absolutely completely dominated. If you read any scouting report, or even if you watch like any game of Kyle Pitts, all the scouting reports, like there's not many negatives. Like all of them say, like, there's not many negatives. It's <laughs> Kyle Pitts, but like they say, like, he could maybe improve as little as a blocker. But I was like, going to
2: say blocker, but yeah. But like
0: he's not even a terrible blocker. Like it they, they still says how he like, is pretty, it's a pretty average blocker and he gives like effort in doing so. But again, like that's really the only thing they really say about him. And is he really going to be used that way? Like he's pretty much a wide receiver in a tight ends body and he's like positionless. Like there's so many, I'm sure Kyle Shanahan would like, you know, like have uh like he would just, he's probably getting a little turned on thinking about it. So <laughs> he probably wants Kyle Pitts and like, yeah. So I'm sure he would like scheme up something like so well for him and yeah. Imagine yeah. him
1: and George Kittle on the same team. True.
0: That's crazy. Like, so that I mean it has I, to be good. Where I think it's also interesting because obviously we're all, all of us are very into dynasty fantasy football as well. And I feel comfortable talking about this with you guys because you don't have a first round pick. Um, and I do. But where would Kyle Pitts fall, do you think, in a rookie draft if he went to San Francisco? Because, you know, at first glance, you don't really think it's the Best landing spot because he does George Kittle, and you know, there's other mouths in the feed there. But, like, where do you think?
1: Um, yeah, well, I would probably say that there's gonna be three running backs that go before him. Um, and I would say if he falls to the Niners, I would say there's probably gonna be four wide receivers that go ahead of him. Like the number in my head was
2: just eight was one. 109. I don't know. Well, that's my pick, so.
1: <laughs> oh there you go uh yeah
0: so th- that would be certainly interesting and I, I i don't know i mean i guess there's a slim chance he probably won't fall out outside the top 10 in the real draft um but yeah we'll see what happens
2: um
1: all right i'm so, wait
2: sorry archbishop wood alum has had to say it you can go now
1: also yes. breaking news. Chicago wide receiver Alan Robinson accepts bears tag after not wanting to assign. Initially we'll make $18 million in 2021.
2: Ooh. Happy with Andy
1: Dalton, Jack. No, <laughs> I mean,
2: it's the same. I don't know. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's it's Q- about the QB proof. Right. Okay.
0: We'll move on to the Los Angeles Chargers, who have the 13th pick in the NFL draft. Um, I identified a couple of needs for the Chargers. Pretty good roster overall. Obviously, they hit a home run with Justin Herbert last year, and that alleviates a lot of their problems. Things seem to be moving in the positive direction when you find a franchise elite quarterback, so it really masks a lot of your problems. Um, So far in free agency, they, they addressed their offensive line. PFF had them ranked as 32nd in the NFL, so dead last. And again, I want to know for PFF, and I'm i am sure we've said it multiple times already on the podcast, but we don't really trust PFF with a lot of other things, but we tend to always just take their offensive line rankings as gospel. Um, so probably not the best thing to do, but also we really don't know where else to turn for offensive line rankings. So we just accept it, I guess. I feel like that's kind of what we roll with on this show. But anyway, Chargers don't I'll, really have a good offensive line regardless.
1: Right. And that that's what I was just going to add that, I mean – if they're ranked 32nd, yeah, PFF P- might not be the most reliable, but if they're ranking them dead last, then chances are they're bottom 10.
0: <laughs> right. So a, a poor unit overall, but they've, they've somewhat addressed this already. They go after Corey Lindsley. Uh, they signed him to a pretty sizable deal. Um, and they get Matt Filer. And so they, they addressed the interior of their line. They didn't really um, – go after any tackles so they might be looking to draft one uh which is definitely a need clearly that's what i was definitely considering here but i've also heard that this is one of the deeper classes with offensive tackles um so again maybe they could draft one in the second round or beyond so i i, I went with the chance to potentially lock up an elite player in another position um so i'm going to go with caleb farley here cornerback from virginia tech uh, the, the Chargers have recently released uh, longtime corner Casey Hayward. I think he was with the team for around five or six years. Um, Derwin James, I also know he's not a corner, but he's in the secondary and he struggled to stay healthy. So um, I think Farley's a very good pick here. I think he's a great prospect overall. He was first team All ACC in 2019, um, but he didn't play last year. He's one of the first. Uh, pretty high-level prospects to opt out of the season. Um, so there's that. He's he's really good. He's got good length. Um, he's really good at man coverage. He's just a true kind of alpha corner that you could really build your team around. I think pretty much him and Sertain are like in their own tier with these prospects, so I feel really good with this pick here. Um, the only really thing negative-wise that you could uh, say with Farley is he's had a bit of an injury history which is kind of on par with the chargers because they've had a lot of ind- injured players back there. Um, but he tore his ACL in 2017 and he had some back spasms in, in his uh, the last year that he played, he battled through those. That's a little bit concerning, especially with the chargers medical staff. We all know what they did to Tyron Taylor. Um, and, and they always didn't have like plagued with injuries. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not um but anyway he's he's just I feel like he's a he's a good prospect and I think you know I feel really good with this pick and it's an area I think they need to somewhat address after losing Hayward
1: yeah um I mean he could easily be a top 10 pick in the actual NFL draft so uh, you could argue he fell a little bit in in our mock draft but um yeah solid pick
0: you guys are doing a good job because I was I was um thinking I'd go in with Darsal and Pitts like those were two people I was really looking at so um
2: yeah I was yeah well uh, what's his name they just signed uh what title is today? they signed Cook today
0: they signed Jared Cook but again Jared Cook's super old so like obviously that doesn't if Ryan can take Pitts with George Kittle I'm I'm taking him with uh (laughs) Jared Cook so (laughs) um but yeah and also I mean wide receiver could be a selection here I know I don't really trust like Mike Williams that much, so they could be looking for it to add a a nice solid wide receiver too. And also Keenan's 29. So, you know, probably only has like two elite years left and you know, who knows after that, but
1: um. I think, I think with this draft, it's just that there's so many, I think the wide receiver class is really deep. So you don't necessarily need to take them super early. You can always get a guy in the second or third round that is still pretty good. So I think, um, I think, the draft could go how we're how it's going right now for us, and wide receivers start to get pushed down a little bit.
0: Right. Yeah, that, that's my philosophy as well. And the same with tackle too. I know tackle is really important, and everyone wants to get uh the elite guys. But is there's like if you look at mock drafts, there's like seven, eight tackles being taken in the first round. So there's like a lot out there as well. So I think there's a little bit of a tear break after Farley and Certains. So that's why I went with them here. Who is next? We have the Jacks up with the Minnesota Vikings. Him right. and his Kirk cousin is the Minnesota Vikings.
2: Um, yeah. So, Vikings, uh, their skill position players are fantastic uh, with Kirk and uh, Justin Jefferson's great rookie season. Adam Thielen's still producing. Was he like 30? Is he 30 yet? He's 30. Um, and Dalvin Cook also a great year from him, too. Um, but everything else is bad. <laughs> uh, their O line is very bad. Um, which is kind of surprising that their offense still produces with the, such a bad O line. Um, but I decided to help out their defense, it's among the w- league's worst. It's bottom five, I believe, in both passing and rushing. Um,
0: well, I know they're bottom five in rushing, they pretty much lost me the. Dynasty Championship when they let Alvin Kamara score fifty one points.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going with Quitty Pay, the defensive end from Michigan, um, to pair to pair him with uh, Daniel Hunter lining up. I think I would presume that Pay would be on the left side. Um, he only played. Uh, I have some stats on Pay. He played four games last year. Cause there was, I think he opted out, then came back, but then I don't really remember. Uh, But in the past two seasons, um, in 16 total games, he has eight and a half sacks, 16 and a half t- TFLs and 66 tackles. Um, Pretty dominant. I actually watched some of his highlights today, just like I uh, just to watch him and yeah, very dominant player. And he can help out any team I'm sure. Um and the uh Vikings defense is pretty bad so they can definitely use him
1: it's it's funny if you had taken pits um to the giants at 11 i was going to take pay here yeah um he yeah i mean edge rusher and and if i was the niners and i could trade down i'd probably trade down and then try to get pay um so yeah okay. i mean great prospect uh, looked pretty dominant in the Big Ten, which is a tough conference, so.
0: There you go. Solid pick Vikings definitely need help. Um, you know, getting after the quarterback and stopping the run because they sucked at that. I know better than anyone. All right. Ryan is up with the New England Patriots. Uh, they have, um, they spent a lot of money so far. So what are they doing now?
1: Oh yeah. They got a whole ton of mediocre. (laughs) So they're going to keep that trend going and they're going to take Mac Jones, 15th overall pick. Uh, Mac Jones is a guy that's apparently starting to creep up everyone's big board. Um, Not sure. I totally see it. I think the Patriots need to draft a quarterback here and Mac Jones has potential to be good. So I think you risk it here at 15 and and you take him. Um, I see him as more of a game manager. I think he can almost be like a Kirk cousins where you can build around him and you can win games, but he's, he himself, I don't think is going to win you many games. Bill Belichick also, you know, was the one that built up Tom Brady. So he can do it again, possibly. Um, Yeah. I, I don't think, I mean, obviously cam's not the answer. They, they don't really have anything in, in Jared Stidham as much as I hate to admit it. So I think they're in the beginning of a, you know, at least two year rebuild, I would say. So I, I think bringing in Mac Jones, surrounding him with, at least, at least they're trying to surround him with weapons. You know, they brought in a couple of wide receiver twos and threes. Um, they, they can start to develop him a little and hopefully in a year or two, you can end up doing a little better that's also, I mean, he, he's probably going to sit behind cam all year unless cam starts, you know, doing cam things like he did last year, but uh, yeah, I think they're going to build towards the future and draft a quarterback.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think any of us really here are in love with Mac Jones. Um, he's, you know, pretty average athlete, probably even below average. He's got an average arm, maybe a decent deep ball. Um, you know, I think he, obviously there's not many good Alabama quarterbacks out there. Right. Um, people have different opinions on Tua but you know he still hasn't shown much. You know cuz I don't know. Matt Jones but he had DeVonta Smith, Jalen Waddell, and Najee Harris so and an elite offensive line and a great like they always have five star recruits. So benefits a lot from the team around him. Um, you know I mean he's a good you can't really deny his production. He had completed 77% of his passes. I think that was a record uh like 4,500 yards 41 touchdowns and four picks so he had you know a a Heisman-esque I know he didn't win it but you know he was right there in the running for it um season so you know a pretty good leader I mean you hear Smith and Waddle say they'd rather have him over to us so I think you know and I've also heard that you know I was listening to a podcast and they said like they saw Jones at the senior bowl and they really liked the way he was like rallying around the guys. Everyone seemed to be talking to him and they said like, he just seems like he just is very compatible with people and is a good leader. So I feel like that stuff matters a little bit as well. And, you know, I don't know. And again, we didn't really, he's not an amazing prospect, but I also heard this on a podcast that the Patriots are, I guess they're planning for Cam Newton at the moment but obviously we all know Cam's arm isn't like the best. It's very below average always kind of has been, but especially now they're building like they got Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. So those are guys that you could get the ball too quickly. And Smith's is very athletic tight end. So he can do stuff with the ball in his hands. Um, So, you know, they're trying to build the offense around that a little bit. So I guess that makes a little bit of sense and, mac jones doesn't have the best arm either so i don't know i feel like this i feel like it's worth the gamble at this point you know he should not go top 10 in my opinion either so
1: right yeah they're set up for a perfect dink and dunk offense
0: right so and they're getting a lot of guys back on defense um after the opt out i think High Towers coming back it's one of the most notable ones and um they signed, I think they signed Matt Judon. Am I correct?
2: They did. And they're also bringing back Kyle Van Noy, who got uh, released by the Dolphins. Right. A guy who knows
0: the system really well.
2: Yeah. Um, pretty well, well-respected there too, mm-hmm. when he was in
0: new England. So I think their defense could really have a really good season. So yeah. I don't know. I really, it would not surprise me if they, you know, you know, they have Cam Newton, they won seven and nine last year and, you know, a lot of opt-outs. I don't know. So I know I I went on a long tangent there about Mac Jones, but I don't know. I think it's a decent pick at this point. Um, I am up.
1: Uh, actually, I will say one thing I like about Mac Jones is he's always very well dressed. You know, he's always rocking uh. that suit and tie. I I just really want to know where he gets his suit and ties from.
2: I think I might have an idea. Oh, really? Yeah um it's from mr t's tuxedo oh, in course. in pennsylvania he just he makes the flight all the way up here from alabama and uh gets his gets his uh, attire from mr t's so let me tell you about them yeah please do um do you or someone you know have a wedding formal prom or big event coming up soon well, lucky for you we have you covered mr t's tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area and apparently nationwide, if they're if they have a reach to Mac Jones, um, and we'll have you looking your best for your big day. Uh, with their main store located in Minersville, PA. They also offer fitting services located in Center City Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Uh, make sure you mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in store or reach out to any inquiry uh, to take a look at their catalog. And for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit. MrT's Tux.com, that's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedo's. Wow. I that don't was think beautiful. you know, I don't think they uh will offer on-site fittings to Tuscaloosa, to, to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. But
1: uh and yeah. they might make an exception for him. Maybe they would.
0: <laughs> that was really good, Ryan. You got me. I wasn't really I, <laughs> I was literally drawn in there. I didn't even, I didn't know we were going at <laughs> that, but my, that, was, that was great. So
1: yeah, try my best. good
0: stuff. Um, I'm up with the Arizona Cardinals, I believe. Right? Yes. Okay, good. All right. So the Cardinals, um, you know, I'm invested in them as well because Kyler Murray is my favorite player that's not in the Steelers. Um, so. I'm really invested always for the past couple drafts and what they've been doing. Um, They picked Isaiah Simmons last year and I I thought that was a good pick, even though it didn't directly help Kyler. Um, I was happy with that. This time I'm going to go with the offensive line. Um, Sorry if everyone's kind of bored with the offensive line, but that's, that's really a smart pick. I mean, that's just, I feel like if your team selects an O-lineman, I feel like you shouldn't be like, you should not be sad. You should be very happy because it's an integral part of a successful football team. Uh, I'm going with Elijah Vera Tucker, the uh, offensive lineman from USC. Um, the Cardinals had the 12th ranked PFF offensive line last year, so a pretty solid group, a uh, little bit above average. Um, the interior of their line struggled a little bit more than their tackles. Um, DJ Humphreys had a really good year. Uh, playing tackle, but the interior line wasn't, uh, was a little bit worse than the, their tackles. So, Tucker is projecting to be an interior offensive lineman. Um, he played tackle at USC, but um, he's looking like he'll be uh, probably a guard at the NFL level. But he's very versatile, and the fact that he played um, tackle in college, uh, he can play tackle like if there was an injury or something, so he could be moved around a little bit here. Um, I believe he's six four, six five. So it's definitely tall enough to play tackle, uh, if he needs to. Um, but I think that is gonna help them out a little bit. Uh will help protect Tyler. I called him Tyler. What the heck? Kyler, <laughs> excuse me. Um yeah, and if you're a young team, that's what you gotta do. I mean, we saw a play out with the Cincinnati bagel- Bengals, so um, you really just need to invest, invest, invest in your offensive line. And even when you think it's good, just keep doing it. Any comments? Probably not much to say.
2: No.
1: <laughs> no, I got nothing. I don't know a whole lot about him. But what do like you me, know? Say I like something to pick about as him. a positional need. So.
0: He's pretty much, I mean, I think he's the top rated interior lineman. I know there's a lot of tackles going ahead of him, but um, in terms of the guard play, I think he, I've seen, unless I'm mistaken, he's, he's consistently as, as the top guy. So tell me his name. uh, A L I uh, J a H um, is his first name. And then V E R A Tucker. Why are you writing it down?
2: gonna tell you something about him.
0: Okay. Just by writing his name down, I'm confused and intrigued.
2: No, I, I searched him. Oh. <laughs> um, Yeah, give us a fun fact. You have five seconds. We can't have this dead air time. I mean, there's nothing fun. All right, we're going to move on. He's from Oakland, California. Whoa. That's cool.
0: Yeah. All right. Making his return to the West. Not return. He played at USC. He's staying he on the West Coast.
2: Sorry, he majored in communications. Mm.
0: He's a he's a great communicator, great for the locker room. True. <laughs> All right. Who is up next?
1: It's you, Mitchell.
0: I just went. I picked for the Cardinals. You just went.
1: <laughs> uh Jack, you're up.
0: The uh, Vegas
2: Raiders.
1: Fresh off the Kenyon Drake sign.
2: I love the Raiders. I just I think I like the Raiders so much because. Um, I love the new stadium a lot. Uh, and also nice. I love, I love John Gruden a lot. And I always root for John Gruden this, um, yeah. So I think we all know what the Raiders need. The Raiders need a couple things they need. Their offensive line is pretty bad. Uh, I believe there's a lot of turnover there. They need a, I feel like they need a true number one by receiver um, I'm not sold on Rugs as being their guy. I know they have Waller, but they also lost Aguilar. Um, yeah, he had a
0: decent year for them. So there's probably, I don't know the exact amount of vacated targets there are, but I assume there's a good chunk.
2: Yeah, surprised they brought in Kenyon Drake. Like, why spend money on that when you have Josh Jacobs and you have so many other needs? So that's questionable. They
0: haven't signed a receiver, right?
2: No, but they signed wow. Kenyon Drake instead. Right. So. Um good job John. Good. but I mean didn't even mention their most glaring weakness um their their defense <laughs> their defense was horrible last year, which led to the 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 firing of their defensive coordinator um Gunter yeah oh you met him once I did fun fact. um. Yeah, so I decided to select the most important position on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, okay. Middle linebacker, Jeremiah Awusu koromoa There you go. Went to Notre Dame. Correct. Um, I think he's fantastic. He won whatever the award is for best linebacker in college football, probably because Michael Parsons opted out. That he may have won that if he played, um, I believe he won ACC Defensive Player of the Year, which the first Notre Dame player uh, to ever win that award. Believe it or not. So I believe it. That's impressive. Uh, but he's great. I I I mean I'd always have a show favoritism to Notre Dame players, but um, he's great in. Uh, in coverage and also against the run. Um, very athletic and, you know, versatile. He, I, I'd i call him, I mean, it's kind of just like a buzzword. I'd, I'd call him a playmaker, though. Um, I feel like he's, I should have looked up his stats, but um, he always gets in the backfield, making TFLs. Um, I think he can help this the Raiders out tremendously. They need, I want to look up what their, uh, how many yards they let up last year cuz it was alarming i i think in points per game they were the worst receiving yards they're like top 5 bottom 5 excuse me rushing um like 7 but still let up a lot of points which Ultimately points is what will lose your games. So that's my pick.
0: Perfect. There you go. Yeah, it's definitely um not a Homerism pick. He's definitely projected you around the this range. So yeah. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good pick there. Um, and they certainly need it. They need they're desperate for some type of stud since they traded away Khalil Mack. Yeah. So <laughs> they need something out there. Um Ryan is up with the Miami dolphins who he selected Zach Wilson with their first pick. So he's up with the dolphins again.
1: Oh yeah. And I cannot let this guy fall any further. I'm going to pair Zach Wilson with Devonta Smith. Mm. Cannot believe he fell all the way to 18 considering some mock drafts have him going like top six. So I think this is a steal. Um, They have Devonta Parker. They who'd they just sign? Will Fuller. Will Fuller, but they need more offensive weapons if they're gonna trust Tua. They need to load him up. Um, so I see that's him a, as a great wide receiver. it's a, a
0: great receiving core. Sorry to interrupt you, but like no, you yeah, nope, no, no can't problem. complain with that.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean Devonta Parker is getting a little older. Will Fuller suspended the first six games of the season. Just one um,
0: game. Yeah. He was just. Oh, he was just. He was suspended the last part of last year and he's serving a six game suspension. So it was the last five of last year. He's suspended for week one of next season, but he's eligible to return week two.
1: Oh, there you go. I forgot about that. You're right. He's on a one-year deal, I believe. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, he's, he's 26 years old. He's pretty young. If he proves himself next year, he can definitely get re-signed, but I think either way they're set now because they have Devonta Smith. They don't have to re-sign him to a long-term extension. Um, Like I said, Devontae Parker is getting a little older. He's 27 or 28 now. I think he's at least gonna be 28 when the season starts. Um, So you wanna pair, if, you, if you're gonna, oh, I'm sorry, I mentioned two earlier, I meant Zach Wilson. If you're gonna pair um Zach Wilson, you wanna pair Zach Wilson with a guy he can develop with. So um taking Devontae Smith, Heisman winner, I think they will build a great rapport and could end up being really good together in, you know, a year or two.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. So that's, that's loaded with talent right there, that team. And um, yeah, whether it's Tua or, or well, in this case, Wilson, but that's, um, that's a great, great, uh, great young core there. So we will see. I'm up with the Washington football team. This is a really interesting one. This is one I had uh, fun preparing for. The football team's roster is really good. Um, yeah. They are, you know, there's not many holes for this team. I mean, you could clearly say quarterback. They just whoa, bring whoa, in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hey, I'm. Let me finish. They bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, who ryan has on his dynasty team that's why he interrupted me there i also uh, just love him
1: how do you how can he, you not like ryan fitzpatrick
0: i i like him too but he's been on nine different teams and he's going into a 16th season and he's 38 years old and I was thinking about retiring this year um so he's fun but that's that you know again and i would have i was really thinking about mac jones here even though you know we talked about him for a couple of minutes earlier Um, and we all don't love him but I think he'd be worth it especially in this situation where Ryan Fitzpatrick could play this year or the majority of the season and Jones could get in when he's ready as opposed to Cam Newton where I don't have as much faith in at this point oddly enough I have more faith in Fitzpatrick and I feel like that would be better Um, but he's already gone and besides quarterback I really this team is really good I mean they bring in William Jackson as well and I guess you could say if there was a weaker point on their defense, it would be maybe their secondary because their front seven is ferocious. Um, especially the D line with, you know, um, young and Montez sweat and uh, drawn Payne and Allen. So it, they're really stacked all across the board and they, they bring in William Jackson, which was kind of an area of need as well. So, you know, I think they're really in a position to go best player available. Um, if, they, um, or just spend it on a luxury pick, kind of like the uh Cowboys did with CD Lamb last year. If you know, assuming Jones or for some reason the other four quarterbacks aren't there, if they're there, I think they should take them, but in this case, they're not. So, I'm actually going to go with a player, um, that I really like and I've watched some film on him and I'm really excited about him, uh, and I don't know. You could say this is a pick that some people may not agree with, but I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman. Um, People are going to maybe not like that because Waddle's projected to go maybe in top. I've seen him go in like the top five in some mock drafts and Bateman go in probably the end of the first, early second round. Um, But I like this Bateman pick a lot. I think he's such a well-rounded receiver. Um, He has great size. He's 6'2", 210 pounds. is, he's not the fastest guy, but he's not really slow for his size either. I, I think he's projected to run in like the mid four fours, which is really good for his, a guy, his size. He catches everything. He's a pretty solid route runner and he's pretty like, there's not many negatives to his game. I, I guess you could say his burst isn't the best, but, um, he also kind of slightly improved that in his 2020 season. I think he's a very well-rounded receiver, um, great college production. Uh, He had, I think, 11 or 12 touchdowns in 2019, like not counting this uh, abbreviated season. Um, So I really like Bateman. I think he fits well with the football team just because McLaurin is really fast. And obviously Curtis Samuel is a guy who you can use in creative ways. And I think Bateman could be more of the X receiver, more um, of the guy who could do damage in the red zone. So I think he fits in with Washington's goal position players really really well um at this point i like him better than waddle i know that that might not be the you know i don't know if that's a hot take or not but i i like him better than waddle so
1: mitchell i'm right there with you i love rashad bateman he is he is built to be a prototypical x wide receiver one more so than Devonta smith more so than jalen waddle not saying that team should draft him ahead of either. Um, but he he is built to be a true wide receiver one. He's big, strong, physical. Um, he can go up and get contested catches. He does have a little bit of a uh, drop issue, but it's more of like concentration drops, which I I think he can fix. Um, other than that, just a real solid player all around. There's not really a, a weakness to his game. I think he's uh, a lot safer than Devonta Smith and Jalen So. I think all around he's he's a solid prospect.
0: Yeah, Waddles, I don't think has had more than like seven or eight hundred yards in a season. I know he's had some like big games and people are calling people are comparing him to Henry Ruggs in a way because they're both really fast guys and but I I I like Waddle better than I liked Ruggs last year. Um but yeah, I agree with you. I think Bateman is safer and again I I don't who knows what these mock drafts are not always accurate. I feel like people always like, and there's always some like quote unquote surprises in the real draft, but it's because these analyst rankings are not the same as the real team. So who knows what's actually going to happen. But for now we see Waddle go in top 10 and we see Bateman usually go in the early second. So there's a big disparity there.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I see guys like Kadarius, Tony going at like 15 overall as like the wide receiver three in mock drafts. Come
0: on. No, no, thanks.
1: Yeah. Anything to add, Jack?
2: No. Curtis Samuel's not enough for you.
0: No, I mean, I, I think that's a good signing. Um, and he's certainly like, what is he? I think he's only 24 or 25 and McLaurin's I think 25 or 26. So they are young. And again, I, this may not be the best landing spot, um, in terms of like your dynasty rookie picks because, you know, they have two other guys that are command targets and, as of now their quarterback plays, I know, sorry, Fitzpatrick, Ryan, but uh, he, he, like he's the, you know, it's not the most stable right now. Um, but again, the, we're, we're drafting for the real football team and he's a good football player. So with a roster this good, not many holes to fill other than quarterback. Um, I think that's a pick you could make if you're them. And they made the playoffs last year. So,
1: yeah. you know, yep. Jack, Leave your final pick.
2: I am up with the Bears. Um, I was going to select uh, Mitchell's selection, Elijah Vera Tucker, because um, their offensive line ranked among the bottom half. I believe PFF had them at 20, um, which with Andy Dalton as their quarterback now and still Nick Foles, they're going to need some help protecting those statues. But um, I decided to veer off O line, and in light of the news that they released uh Kendall Fuller today, I'm gonna take a cornerback, and that cornerback will be Asante Samuel Jr.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna go with JC Horn, but you, um, but I've seen Samuel go in the second round, but okay, that's good.
2: Yeah, it's a reach it's asante samuel's son so so he's foolproof yeah pretty much Um, like zero zero percent bust potential he's from florida state florida state's been pretty bad (laughs) um i feel like if you take on maybe he's had to take on more assignment i don't know more responsibility on a bad defense i believe he had three interceptions last year um in eight games um, he's a bit undersized. I believe he was like five. Let me look right now. I have it 510, 184. Um, that's kind of small. Um, but I believe he's best in man coverage, which I could be wrong, but I think the Bears play a lot of man themselves. So that could be a good fit. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Bears defense, they, uh, I thought I saw a rumor today that they uh, are allowing Akeem Nix to seek trade. So I don't know. That could be. I don't know what they're what they're cooking up up there. What's his name? Is it is um Ryan Pace? Right. That's their GM. Correct. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of uh, interesting decisions. Oh. Bringing in Dalton. <laughs> um, I don't know. What did Andy Dalton prove last year that he can retain a starting role again? <laughs>
1: It beats me.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, well, Big, Cat,
0: Big Cat was so
1: mad.
2: If yeah, you to the last I, I my to that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe like again. I know we said we should be pay, making these picks as if we are the GM. I'd probably select a quarterback. Um But, Ooh, but who, you, I know what gonna quarterback would them. I take though? Yeah, you know?
1: uh, Kellen Mond.
2: Yeah, what round is he projected in?
1: Probably second.
2: I don't know. You don't want you don't want Sam Ellinger or Ian Book? I do love Ian Book. You can wait on this.
0: I, I saw a a comp of Ian Book.
2: Who? An NFL uh, comp.
0: Uh I don't remember who said it, I think it's Trace Mc McSwor- <laughs>
2: Ian Book is good.
1: <laughs> All right. Should we move on to the last pick here?
2: Yeah. Yep. Go ahead.
1: All right. The last pick that we are going to make today is going to be uh, the Indianapolis Colts. I love the Colts this year. I love them last. Me too. Year. I mean, they're overall just such a good team. Aside from Philip Rivers last year, and now this year they have an upgrade at quarterback. Assuming that Carson Wentz can even be half as good as he was in twenty seventeen, I would consider it an upgrade from Philip Rivers.
2: Yeah.
1: He. It, so. Really, I don't think they have any glaring weaknesses. They have a really good defense, really good O-line, uh, great running back. They have um, receivers. Michael Pittman. I, I assume they're going to get someone in free agency. I could get someone like Juju. But right now, I'm going to assume that they don't get anyone. And okay. even if they do get someone, I, I mean, I'm going to continue this run on wide receivers, and I'm going to take Jalen Waddle. I'm actually – pretty happy um right now as the colts gm that mitchell took um uh rashad bateman at to who'd you take him for
0: the football team, the football yeah, team? yeah
1: because i actually think bateman would be a little too similar to to michael Pittman jr yeah that's um, I, I don't think you would need two of those players that are big physical um, you know, the prototypical X. So I think Jalen Waddle would fit in great with this offense. Um, you now have Michael Pittman Jr. on one side, you have Jalen Waddle on the other, you have Paris Campbell if you need him. Um, yeah, I mean Jerry's still out on Paris Campbell. Obviously, he hasn't really gotten much opportunity to play. Zach Pascal.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, sure. I I did they resign him? <laughs> I think he's a yeah. free agent.
2: I don't know. Did they? Uh, TY is a free agent.
1: Uh T Y also, yeah, is a free agent, but I thought Pascal was too. Um but yeah, give Carson Wentz weapons, even more weapons, as many weapons as you can, so he can prove himself. Every other aspect of your team is pretty solid. I, I mean, I hate to say it because it's Carson Wentz, but I can see them making a deep run in the playoffs. I can see them being a top three seed, AC in championship, the AFC. Um Yeah, breaks my heart because he's going to go on and probably be pretty good with another team, but. It is what it is.
0: Just got an alert that apparently Justin Fields ran a 441 40 yard dash. Oh. Don't know if that's true.
1: I'm not, none of these Pro 40 times are accurate.
0: He said he wants to be by the in the 43s by his pro day. Um so we'll see about that Justin. Good luck Mr. Fields. Anyway, going back to what you said about the Colts. Um I saw a report I believe that they they're not looking to spend much on free agency this year because they're trying to save their cap room for future extensions of Quentin Nelson and uh, Darius Leonard. Um, so they probably won't be spending money on a on a wide receiver. So I think they could look towards the draft actually. So that that probably makes a lot of sense. So um, not entirely sure if they're going because I initially when Jack and I did our free agency preview think i had alan robinson going there but obviously i didn't, we didn't really i wasn't really aware of that at the time but that makes sense because he wanted to save for those guys so um the draft is obviously a cheaper way to do that so makes a lot of sense with waddle um yeah and i guess it worked out for you because i guess bateman and Pittman are a little bit similar so right there you go awesome all right so i guess we can recap i hopefully i can remember who everyone picked here uh, i should have written um,
2: down. I didn't write it down this time
0: All right, I think I remember. Let's see. Uh, Jack went first with the Giants and he picked. um, Christian
2: Darasol.
0: Christian Darasol. There you go. (laughs) Over one right off the bat. I didn't remember. Yep. Uh, Ryan picks Kyle Pitts with the 49ers. Uh, I picked Caleb Farley with the Los Angeles Chargers. Jack, you picked. I can't remember any of your picks. You picked the guy from Michigan. What was his name?
2: Uh, Quiddy Pay
0: would he pay uh ryan picked mac jones for the new england patriots at 15 i went with elijah vera tucker the offensive guard from usc for the arizona cardinals uh jack picks the notre dame guy i don't know how to pronounce his name
2: jeremiah awusu koromoa
0: for the las vegas raiders at 17 um ryan picks devonta smith We have a little bit of run of wide receivers at the end here. Ryan picks Devonta Smith, wide receiver from Alabama, the Heisman Trophy winner for the Dolphins at number 18. I picked Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota uh, for the Washington football team. Um, Jack picks Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback from Florida State for the Chicago Bears at 20. And to round out our part two of our 2021 mock draft, Ryan picked Jalen Waddle, wide receiver for Alabama for the Indianapolis Colts. There you have it, folks.
2: Nice. Awesome.
0: Yeah. There you go. We will be concluding our mock drafts uh show or trilogy, I guess if you will. Um I have the date written down. I know it's a loose plan for Jack and I, but
2: probably about a month. I don't know. Less
0: yeah, it's sometime ahead. in it's sometime in April, but I had the exact one written down. Is did you did you take a look at that? Does that sound good to you, Jack? The yes. rough schedule I created. So um, I don't want to give too much away of what we'll be talking about, um, but it looks like our draft, our, um, excuse me, mock draft conclusion will be the week of April 19th to the 23rd. So the week before the NFL draft is probably when we'll uh, look to do that. So stay tuned for that, everybody. Any final words?
1: Um, Do we want to talk quickly on Deshaun Watson?
0: yeah that's uh that took a turn
2: yeah Uh, what's the total up to now of lawsuits is it nine
1: i think it's nine
0: goes up by three every hour it seems which is very concerning
1: yeah um i'm sure everyone's aware of the situation sexual assault allegations um it started with uh uh, who who was the guy that an- made the initial statement he he's like next door neighbors with the owner of the Texans so yeah. it was a little fishy at first um especially cuz i think he like posted something on instagram and then deleted it or changed it or something like that um it, the timing is also kind of interesting with it being as soon as free agency opens and as we know he wants to leave the Texans um but but i also don't really see how this is helping his his uh his return that the Texans would get for, for trading him away. Right. So it's an interesting situation. We kind of just have to see how it plays out. Um yeah, sexual assault allegations are up to 9 we think and um more coming out each day, so we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah. Um obviously it's nothing the NFL wants to take lightly. There's a lot um, cuz you know, they've messed up in the past with the with looking into these types of things. So yeah. They certainly do not want to um you know what am I trying to say like go about this the wrong way um
2: yeah they announced today that they're opening up an investigation themselves
0: right and as they should they have to look into every single thing and yeah. you know hopefully like like I hope to god it's not true just because that's horrible um and if it is you know he should um probably never play football again that's like a lot of people and that's horrible um but you know At the same time, if this lawyer is actually, you know, sleazy and wants to just, you know, publicly, uh, you know, slander his name, that's also horrible as well. Um, So, again, you know, hopefully we'll get some clarity on it soon and go from there. But just, you know, things are getting really bad here for Watson.
1: Yeah, I mean, someone's going to come out of this looking really bad.
0: Right. So we will see. And just, uh, you know, I did not see this coming because from all indication Watson seems like a very uh yeah (laughs) nice person to the outside and obviously you know we don't know these players at their core and that's you know you know we we only know what they are at the surface but very surprising because you know you would never think it would be him um to do something like that so yeah we will see and we will update with our information and yeah we'll, we'll see from there but um pretty weird stuff (laughs) <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah i never I was, I was so surprised when i saw that I like,
1: right wow. yeah
0: um all right so i believe that's it for today's episode thank you all for listening um and i guess we will catch you next time folks uh check out mr t's for all if you need a suit or any formal attire and follow the show on instagram at hogline podcast enjoy march madness this weekend everybody roll tide
1: oh.
0: go ruckers.